Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Nellis, and this is episode 75. We're going to have city council session. I like to open things up with stoner moments. That's a collection of stoner moments that I've had in previous episodes that I want to clarify, expound upon, or actually get in because I completely omitted it. Uh, I, I'm not sure uh, last week if I really clarified that for the autonomic neuropathy, smoking or vaping and eating heavy indica THC rich strains is the best option that I've experienced. There's something about that that just really targets uh, the internal and vital organs. So, and I think, I think I talked about topically with the THCA, edibly with the CBD, but smoking tinctures, those really fast hitting, fast acting options really help a lot with organ pain. Let's see here. What else? Uh, didn't win this week's MJ Today Daily Contest, but I hope who uh, did win gets a really sweet job because it seems like they actually know what the fuck they're doing. Good for them. I realized when I was writing it, because one of the things was, what do you want? And I was like, oh, fuck, what do I want? It's part of my problem. A little lack of focus. All kinds of experience. Total lack of focus. But doesn't everybody need a washed up antiquities historian who didn't totally finish college and loves to work as a trivia MC and voiceover artist? Everybody needs that kind of pothead in their cannabis business. Come on. Fingers crossed. It's out there for me. All right, you guys, I'm going to move into some other stuff. There were so many great podcasts that I've been listening to this week. Um, I've been really kind of far behind. I had, after all the rains in California, um, check your shit because mold is kind of insane. And I definitely had some mold issues. I've had to tear down my voiceover booth and haven't been able to do auditions. It's been terrible. But I am getting my shit together, so I haven't been able to work on a whole lot of my own podcast, but I have been listening to a lot of amazing podcasts this week. Uh, Let's see here. The Cannabis Health Radio podcast has been super intense. I definitely recommend checking out some of those patient stories. Incredibly inspiring, incredibly moving, incredibly frustrating with the allopathic medical system or or conventional medical system, however you uh, identify it. I've been catching up on all those old episodes of Grow From Your Heart. Thank you, Rasta Jeff. Digging it. Another super intense and just packed podcast this week was Shaping Fire with Shingolos. He had on guest Kevin Jodry. I'm not sure if I said that right, off of, or from the Wonderland Nursery up in the Humboldt area. And Kevin laid out this super intense history of CBD in the legal market and its origins, how it really came to be, a lot of the genetics, very just breeder talk all the time. And Well, I'm not super passionate about it, I love to listen to passionate breeders talk about genetics. And he really did go into a lot of the genetics of CBD and really focused in on the Pakistani genetics of it and and talked about the kinds of climates that uh, the, the CBD genetics tend to thrive in, which tend to have very hot, high winds a lot of time. They get very intense heat. 
And that reminded me of a story of when I was working in a dispensary. I tried, I try to find out the details of this, but I don't have my work email history anymore, which is where all those details would have been. So say lovey. We had had um, some, I think it was some chem dog, which does have some Hindu Kush genetics into it. And it was an okay thing of chem dog. I think it came out to about uh, just around 14% on the cannabinoid levels. And one of my my coworkers had taken home a clone, a, a few clones actually, but this one in particular was growing them outdoors. And she was a pretty experienced gardener, had uh, chickens and, and things like that, but she didn't regularly grow cannabis. And the cannabis, after it flowered, it was pretty decent. It was all right. They sent it out to get tested and it actually came back like a one-to-one ratio of THC to CBD and everybody was kind of blown away by it. And when it came down to trying to figure out what might have happened, one of the things that really stood out was the plant had a hard time recovering from a very intense Santa Ana windstorm. And I remember emailing Dr. Jeff Raber from the workshop about it and asking him what might, what, you know, what might have produced this kind of phenotype out of it. He was very generous in corresponding with me. And he said that they just really couldn't be sure there wasn't enough to really know. But I keep going back to that Santa Ana wind story and just knowing the genetics of it, that kind of intense climate that the land race strains would have been growing up in. I really think that if you are growing CBD, it would probably thrive in those kind of areas where you could get into that hot, high wind. And if you could, I mean, you had to, you have to expose the plant at the right point of, of synthesis throughout the chemical process, I'm sure. But if you could actually match up your growing cycles with that kind of, of weather pattern, how intense would that be? Also, I love that that guy, Kevin, is really focused on creating a very palatable CBD. I think that's going to be hard, but I completely commend the effort. I cannot wait. Part of the problem with smoking CBD is that it's just so flat. So it's, I mean, I want to say it's so one-dimensional. While we're talking about CBD, I just want to catch up on some news with me. I have been using the CBD very regularly as a suppository to help all my lady bits catch back up on some some craziness that went on. And when your cycle has to catch back up, it can be very intense hormonally. And the CBD really has been working. I've been also using it a little bit as an edible through the Punch Bars chocolate squares. Uh, I, I don't even eat one a day necessarily. Maybe I'll eat one every 36 hours. But I just really like that feel of a CBD edible. I feel like the CBD as a suppository has been working really well, but it's really focused on just my lady parts, which I want it to be. And eating it helps me get it to a couple other places to, to regulate how I feel, both physically, and, but more importantly, mentally. 
It's also helped the acne a lot, but not as much as it did once I remembered to put that CBDA back into the equation. I totally had like a little breakout and I was like, what the fuck, yo? I mean, not really because I was expecting it. Um, and, and everything else has been just about that level. Like I can feel it. It's like, oh, hey, don't forget we can still suck all your lady bits. And, 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 but then it's, it's over and, and it's done. And the CBD really helped level it out for, so it, it barely, it was like, oh, okay. Hello, all these lady bits. I got life to live. But the acne was a little, you know, I'm like, I need to nail that. So I just had a few CBDA crystals left from the higher path. And I threw that in with my mix. And wow, what a difference. Literally overnight, it can make. It doesn't make it all go away, but it really helped stop the breakout in its tracks so that I can get healing with it. CBDA. Mm. CBD has literally been saving my soul this past month. It's been an intense roller coaster, but here we are. One of the things that uh, I've been doing lately, too, I told you I committed to going to every city council session and reminding them that their ban on commercial retail, commercial cultivation, and personal outdoor cultivation is a huge detriment to the city and does not fulfill their civic obligation towards the voters who overwhelmingly have voted for this on more than one occasion. And while I can't say it's been necessarily fun, it's been very eye-opening. And one of the things that I love to do the most is to use whatever is on the agenda that day to hold up their hypocrisy uh, of their decisions. One week they were giving out green business awards where they recognized businesses that were acting sustainably, that were trying to have a beneficial environmental impact, and that went out of their way to to implement practices and education for their customers. I mean, how much, like the golden opportunity just landed in my lap, basically. A golden opportunity, not to say, hey, we can have better green business, ha, 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 but also to remind them that they were promoting an unsustainable, environmentally dangerous, and false dichotomy between medical outdoor cultivation and recreational outdoor cultivation. Because you can't go around awarding businesses a bunch of environmental awards and then tell people that they have to grow a plant indoors, replicating the sun, throwing chemicals down the drain. I mean, you should not do that anyway. You should definitely dispose of these things responsibly, but a lot of people aren't going to. So it's just fun to remind them of those things. Last week, they were talking about new gun regulations under Prop 63. They had a beautiful, extensive presentation by city staff. They had a very interesting sometimes heated dialogue about the legitimate dangers and rights of business owners for ammo and weapons dealers and the impact on those neighborhoods. It was everything I wanted it to be if it had been about weed. And I got to tell them that. I've left them information. I try and educate them in the little bit of time I have at the pulpit. You usually get between one minute and three minutes if uh, I don't have anybody to see time to me, and I usually don't. Usually three minutes is enough and I'm ready to get off the pulpit. But 
It is an invaluable opportunity to not just reach your city council, but to actually reach other people who care about city council and maybe get them to remind the city council that they care about these issues too. And then one of the other reasons that I have wanted to be on them every week is that when they initially proposed this ban on recreational and commercial cannabis, there were some council members that said that they should revisit medical marijuana, that city staff should come back to city council for guidelines about what to do and what city council requires. And they were supposed to be doing that in February and March, February or March, I should say. And they have yet to put it on the agenda. So I got to call them out on that. I got to ask who I needed to follow up with about it when they basically ignored me and my request uh, during the meeting. I got to ask the city council members afterwards. They told me to talk to the city attorney. I emailed the city attorney. I CC'd a bunch of people. I didn't hear anything back. I followed up a couple days later, and now my request is officially in the lineup. I have no idea if it's going to go anywhere. They might just get back to me and say, we're going to revisit this at a later time. But at least I'm calling them out on it. And you have to call them out on it. It's really hard for me to not do so in a really passionate way. You know I love to cuss. You know that I can ramble on extensively. I try to limit – well, I definitely try not to cuss. And I try to limit my rambling at the pulpit. I try to have my notes, try and and get my my elevator speech together in the two hours plus that I usually end up waiting before commentary. But I learn a lot about my city in the process. But when they're being hypocrites like that, when they're being delusional, I truly believe that you have to call them on it. They will find a compromise, but you have to call them on their extremism and let the other politicians make the compromises. MJ Today Daily had a fantastic debate about the whole candy issue in Colorado and and what it means to really be a politician trying to move policy, and then what it means to be a reasonable, logical human being that doesn't want to put hypocrisy and bullshit as policy. I'm completely team Goldman on that one. I think that you really need to make them look at the delusions for what they really are. I'd rather completely go down on the right side of history and let everybody else who isn't as passionate deal with it. But but that doesn't mean that I don't have to play the game just in my own style. So in my own style, I gave them some soothing sues. I realized the last week before the city council that they're never going to know because they're never going to buy it. And I have some sues here that I could give them and then maybe they would try it. That is my MO. That is how I change people's minds. Nobody's mind is changed necessarily when you just tell them about this. It's when you really expose them to it, when you give them access to it, when they see how it works in their lives, that their minds are changed. And so I I brought some sues. In California, under Prop 64, An adult 21 or older can give cannabis to another adult 21 or older. There is no health and safety code about giving away or not being able to give away cannabis or have cannabis in a locally owned building. That might change if they put it on the agenda and decide to just be a little bit more descriptive around my loopholes. But I hope not. I hope that they try it. 
I, I wasn't able to give them all. I mean, I ain't a baller, so I just brought two. I also don't think that all of them are going to try it, but I brought two small sample bottles of the Soothing Sues. I wrote some instructions about how to use it, whether they wanted to use it with THC or the THCA. I put my contact information down there so that they could contact me with any questions. And I reminded them that Sue won't sell in this area because it isn't legal in this area. And that this is a great product that you can't get that they are denying the people who live in this area access to. So fingers crossed, you guys, fingers crossed. I really hope they use it because I really feel like once they do, they're going to start to push forward with the medical marijuana part at least. And while it's not everything, it is a start. If you're in the California area and you think that maybe it would help, get your favorite cannabis product. I, I recommend Soothing Sue's and maybe see if you can change some minds. Though I'm not going to lie, I was nervous as fuck doing it. And then as soon as I was done, one, they were kind of amused that I would even make this offer. And then I think they were also amused that I didn't bring enough for everybody. But once it was done, it felt so good. It felt so, it was just, uh, it felt weightless. And I didn't know what I was nervous about because this is legal now. Legal bitches, what, what? Yeah, I know I voted no, but you know, I voted yes in my heart. But it can be really intimidating to go and talk to city council. It can be intimidating to even just walk into city hall sometimes and try and make your opinions heard just about anything, but specifically something that is so volatile a subject, politically speaking and socially speaking. If you want to get involved with city council, get involved locally, whatever that is, trying to get in with an organization that's already in your area, Americans for Safe Access, normal, SSDP, these kinds of politically minded organizations are great learning experiences. And there's definitely going to be somebody who can tell you what to and not to do. Another thing you can do is actually call your city staff and say, hey, I want to go to a city council meeting. What do I need to know? That's their job is to make sure that you as a person living there or who has some sort of say in their political makeup, gets that say, whether they agree with it or not. The city council still hasn't taken any meetings with me about cannabis. City staff isn't city council, though. And then another thing is a lot of these are televised. So you can watch it on TV. You can watch it on YouTube. You can get a feel for it. You can get a great nap off of it, but it'll help you be as prepared as you can be. Another great option, listen to the White Mike episode on the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I believe that I've linked to it before. I'll try and link to it again. You could find that at thespliffpodcast.com under episode 75's blog. If you, if this is your first episode, welcome. And I've got a lot of other episodes. I try to put a catalog together that could be revisited to help people understand a lot of the, the basics of what it means to get into or to expand their knowledge about the cannabis industry and its available options, mostly as a patient, but also as a stoner. You can find the whole catalog at the website on iTunes, on Stitcher. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review. It goes a really long way in helping spread the information in a way that can be anonymous and share at the same time.
And while we're talking about it, don't forget you can find me on the socials at the Spliff Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Spliff Podcast on Twitter. Shoot me an email, thespliffpodcast at gmail.com. And the Spliff Podcast is with three T's, two F's, no D. It's a punny name. Get it? If you didn't, don't worry. I've still got the phone lines open, 209-867-7543, 209-86-SPLIFF. I want to give another shout out to my man V. Hit me back. Keeping me pumped. I'm going to push through that depression, buddy. I, I really did not want to get out of bed today. I'm not going to lie. But you're going to want to get on the website because I've got a lot of great links there, good science that I've linked to, great articles, and also great products. You can find the Amazon affiliate link there and make sure that every purchase you have on Amazon goes to support this amazing podcast. All right, you guys, let's safety. Waiting on my banger to cool. I have a mix of dab. I've got some golden pineapple shatter, some double dream crumble, and a little of that holy headband crumble. And I've mixed them all together. This has been my super stony salad lately. I smoked a joint of it with a friend after taking a dab. And I got the hardest case of the giggles I have had in like a year. It was intense. Cheers. Oh, it's so tasty, too. (coughs) It's all sativa. And it is really, really a heady high. Super derp-a-derp. I smoked some earlier uh, before I had some coffee and then recorded the podcast. And then listening back to it, I was like, I cannot put this out. I'm going to re-record this. So I'm going to be a little bit later today, but it's a shorter episode, so you probably won't even notice. All right, you guys, let's talk some Twax Tip Launch Party, Twax Tip Launch Party. It was super fun. I did get myself a Twax Tip. I wasn't able to score any extras for a giveaway yet, and I can't tell you where to buy it yet, unfortunately, either, but I have tried it so I can give you a product review, and let me just say, this thing is tits McGee, all right? If you like to twax, you're going to have to get this. If you've never really tried twaxing or just want a really different style of joint holder, I love this thing. Not only does it have that elbow shape so that if you do suck any flour down, you don't like suck it straight into your mouth, but it also made twaxing a hell of a lot easier because it actually held the joint upright so that I could shape the wax around the joint upright. I don't twax a whole lot because it's a pain in the ass and because I'd rather just dab. Let's just just be real about that. But I have twaxed three times this week because it's been so much easier with that twax tip. So go find them, follow them on Instagram. It is T-W-A-X-T-I-P at twax tip. That's Tango Whiskey Alpha X-Ray Tango India Papa. They're amazing. 
And I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted on where to find him. I know that I'm going to have Kirby and Steve-O back. So, yeah, fingers crossed on that one. All right, you guys? All right, damn, that dab just hit me. So I am gonna, I'm going to get ready to chill and edit this. Thanks for spliffing it, guys. Ciao for now. Mm-hmm.